0: Greetings, and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shiram and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Yat We're now in Masachat Eruvin, Daftzadi Tet Amud Bet. About to take a look at the seventh Mishnah, and then from then on, several Mishnayot in the tenth parak of Masachet Eruvin. So if you have a cistern out Reshut Rabim and the rim around it is ten Tvachim high, Khalon Gabab, and then there's a window right over it of a private house, Malin They could draw water directly out of the cistern through the window. And in the same way, if there's a dung heap, and if there's a window of a private house right over it, they can throw out refuse and water directly onto the Ashpah on Shabbat. The Gemara immediately wonders, meaning, what? where is the, the proximity of this boar? If it's right next to the wall, what do I need, uh, a a rim around it to be ten high? If the boards right next to the house, then it's It's their own, and and they own uh, both of them. So it's at least four T'vachim away from the wall, meaning away from the wood. Again, more than four T'vachim, So there's actually running in the middle. It's only because there's a next a, a rim around it. It's ten high. If not, then you're going from your house, or shall we say from the cistern, into your house through because it's four wide and uh, this thing does not have a um, a piece, to, a, a rim ten high uh, to justify it as being accessible directly to the window because once it's ten high then when you carry over that you're going through You could even say that our case is a cistern that's right next to the house to tell me that the the depth of the cistern and the buildup on the side together can make ten, it's not exactly what the um, what the um, Mishnah says because it says So we're going to have to read that Okay. Are we concerned that maybe the the dung pile will move? And as a result of that, people get used to throwing stuff out, and because it's no longer ten high, and no longer really there. Therefore, uh, you'll be carrying that. We have a famous story. We had this earlier in the <coughs> We had a mavui that ended up on one side at the sea, and on the other side at an Ashpa. Rama said, Rebbe and Rebbe had the case brought to him, he wouldn't want to say whether or not they could use the lachiv according to the mavui or not. He didn't say they could. He was concerned maybe the ashpa will be moved, and that'll be gone. And maybe a bunch of alluvium will dry, come up on the water from the water and dry up on the land, and then it'll be like a thoroughfare, and they'll lose that block." He didn't want to say it's Asur, because there were Mechitzot there currently. But you see that there's a concern that an Ashba will be moved. So the answer is, If it's a privately owned Ashba, you can move it, because it's up to the guy. If it's a publicly owned Ashba, it can't be moved, and therefore we can rely on it, and that's the one we're referring to in our Mishnah. In Rabbi's case, it was a private one. Okay, next Mishnah. In if you have a tree that its branches go out over the ground. We have this in the third parak. In Guf if the branches are not three tvachim above you can carry underneath there. if the bran if the roots go up three Tvachim, Loy you can't sit on there, and that's not an issue of but of carrying. That is rather an issue of Mishtamish. And we're going to see more details about that rabbinic prohibition momentarily. Even if this tree is low, if it's really, really, really big so that it covers Beit hardly likely, but if it would happen, you can't carry and <coughs> Because it's an area which is set up for air. What it means is that it was not blocked off for residents. Hold your even though we call the, the branch like a mechitza, hold your <coughs> If it's greater than beitzatayim, and this is the case of the carpef, you cannot carry more than dal and amot, um, because it is too big. Okay, shoshav going in So good. It's much. What happens if you have branches that come up and then go down? And they're above three and then below three. Rabba mar mutalish tavish Rabba says you can sit on them. Shesh tavar mutsalish tavish You can't. Rabba mutalish tavish ben. Why? The chopachamistosha the ara arahi. He's talking about the area that's below three. It's samuchla. It's like we sitting on the ground. Shesh tavar. So you're tavish ben. Why? The keman de mikkoach isur kaati. They're coming from a place which is asur. Asurin. They're also asur because they started out above three. Meaning they hooked down. Now, tadamukim shunita. If the, the branches, the roots, come up and down, up and down, look like up like a rock, now the salkinei, the ones that go up, serene, those you can't use, the nachtin, the Tatoi, the ones that go down, show that already agrees, l'tztadin, the ones that shoot out, pluk, at rabba rav sheshet, that's where rabba and rav sheshet disagree, b'chein an nigra, the same thing would be if you had a tree that was growing out of a ditch, question is, can you use the three up to the three Tvachim that are above the ditch level, I mean, you know, above the ground level, because the roots are really much deeper. But do we, where do we start our three tvachim? The same thing. If a tree grows over the corner of a house, do we start it for three Tvachim above the roof or three Tvachim from the ground? Now, a story. The bay had a palm tree. It went right out of the skylight. It went right in the middle of the house out of the skylight. I'll talk about Rav Yosef. You came to Rav Yosef, and Rav Yosef said you could use it, meaning you could use that tree all the way up until three tzvachim above the roof. And Rav Acha Bar Tachlifa, the tzvachim above the roof. Rav Yosef was taking his colleague Raba's position, and that is that within the first three tzvachim, it's butar. We might have thought that Rabsheisha would agree, and he would say a house is considered full, so the tree in the house is like underground. And you could use up until three above the roof. That's only Robert's position. Okay. If the roots go three tvachim up, you can't sit on them. What's the case? If they don't come back, so even if they come back the other one, which should, be, which should be in support of Sheshit no, we're talking about a case where they don't come back here's what we have here is a tree that's on a terraced uh, field, or a terraced area where the roots go up on on one side, but relative to the next field, they're actually even nonetheless, you can't use them, but we're talking about just the parts that shoot up and don't come back down here we have a bright Tosefta uh, in in Aruvin, and it gives us um, some of the broader issues about a tree on Shabbat. Oshayilon, you have roots of a tree. shatvachim. <coughs> there are three t'vachim up. chalat or they go up and there's three t'vachim of space underneath them. Even though on one side it's even with the ground, you can't sit on them. olin because that's called climbing up a tree. you can't hang off a tree. you can't lean on a tree, on, a tree. on Shabbat. Well, let me run. My Jimmy can't even go up a tree. On Friday we are show kilo to spend the whole day in the tree of Shabbat. Khalilar rakhad <laughs> go me mad. There's a tree to about trees and also happens to be true about animals. Now, aval. An Bol shiyachu mi'rav gadar, a excavation, a cavern, a a, a a a cistern or a or wall. The tapes walls, tapes we climb up and down as much you want to feel the No matter how high or how deep Talichara. So we have one bright says, If you went up the tree, you can go down. so The other one says you can't go down. We're going to have several resolutions. Lokasha. Resolution number one, Kanbonyom, Kan If you climbed it on Friday and lost track of time with it, you come down. But if you went up on Shabbat, which is wrong, we make you stay up. Maybe both rulings are a case when you went up on Shabbat. On Friday, certainly we'd allow you to come down on Shabbat. Lokasha, Kan if you went up by accident, you forgot about it, then you can come down. If you did it intentionally, we find you. Maybe both rulings are B'shogeg, and they disagree. They disagree about whether we fine you and don't allow you to come down when you do the B'shogeg is a protection precaution against Mezid. Similar to the sugiah we had in the beginning of Shabbat, putting your hand out. Okay, I'm going to bring a Yeshua, he says that uh, this entire thing is the same famous Machloka Tanaim, Rabbi Yezra and Yeshua in Zvachim. And it's the following. The whole sugya in that parak is talking about what happens if blood of different korbanot gets mixed together. So, let's say the Dhamma of a got mixed up with the Dhamma of a Pesach. That's easy. You put one Matanan, because that's what they both have. Matanarba, if you have a Khatat and another both need four, and nuar barba, That's the intent. You're not know, nu matan arba. Put all on all four sides. That's easy. Here's the problem: matana ar matana The dam of chatat got mixed up with the dam. Let's say of uh, maser behema. A four and a one. new He said, put all four. Yeshua, new Put only one. Amar Rabbi Yehoshua. Yehoshua said, by putting one, you're lessening the mitzvah. Because one of them, some of this dom needs to be four, and you're only putting one. You're violating what the Torah said. Lotigrat. I'm sure to our sure real verb of so he turned around and said, I always said by your own petard, you violate the same pasuk if it's supposed to be one and you put four, you add it. He says, when is the violation of Lotosif? When you just have the mitzvah alone, and you add to it, not when it's mixed up. So in sure he said, same thing about lo Tigra. It's not about a safek, but about when the thing was sitting by itself, doing less than the number of whatever issue, whatever action or items it is the Torah prescribes. Three minim or five minim. And Rabbi Shua added a second argument. When you put four, you violate bal and you did an action with your actual hands. When you only put one, a you I agree, you violate Baltigra. You didn't do any, any action, it was omission. Now, So now here's how we're trying to align that with our position about getting down from the tree. Uh quarter of a said, It's better to go ahead and take the action, even though it might be too much. Here we'll also let him go down. A Rishua, who says, better to uh, to restrain and not refrain not do the action. Don't go down. So this whole long piece is an attempt to make an alignment between the two brightot, about coming down and not coming down, according to our last analysis, according to the Rebbe The and Rishua. And then we say, maybe not. When did Rebbe Lezard say you should do the action? You're doing a mitzvah. The mitzvah is putting dhamma Haql, rabbi mitzvah, here, there's no mitzvah to come down. Therefore, achanamid i'ereid, maybe you should stay up. Finami adkam lo kama r'eshuah hatam shev altasadi, finami r'eshuah only said, shev, that omission is better. Ela, dolo kavi That's when you didn't violate any isur. Alo haql, kavi isura, here you did an isur, Like by climbing up the tree. Aachanamid i'ereid. So maybe you should come down and get out of the tree. Okay. This is true about moist trees and about dried up trees. The Prohibition of sitting on, climbing, etc. We have another Brite that says that it's only a moist tree, but a dried up tree you can climb. He answers it. If the branch regenerates itself, then even if it's dry, you can't go on it because the branch might fall off. But when it doesn't regenerate itself, then you can sit on it. If it's gone, it's gone. But you can't call that a yavesh tree if it's, uh, if it's, um uh, gonna replenish itself. So that didn't work. In the summer, uh, you can't sit on this stuff because it's still got seeds in it. You uh, may. Sorry, you're allowed to sit on it because it's dry-ish. But still payrolls are gonna fall off, but like a lake of Paris is a deciduous tree. Canatri see, but branches are gonna fall off Bigaduda, let's say it's one that's limbless. Any Rav came to a town and said that tree, even in the summer, even though it's got no branches or fruit on it, you still can't climb. So the answer is Rav Bika Bagader. Rav found an empty area and built a fence, meaning he found that the people there were not very careful, so he, he added an Iser to their behavior to protect them. It was not the real law. Am Rav Rav, Am Rav Asi. yasavim You're not allowed to walk on grass on Shabbat. Why? She'em she'lemah, v'atsparaglaim It's a little illusion, Mishlei, somebody who runs with his feet is a sinner. So Tani Chana, Mutal, yasavim and So we have now two bright dot. Uh, one representing the opposite opinion of Rasi and one representing what Rasi said. So, lokasha lachim, habi The answer, again, well, like we said before with the tree, is, if the grass is moist, then, uh, you're gonna uproot something from its life, from where it's living. If it's dried up grass, you're not. If you maybe they're both moist. in the summer, when there are seeds there, you're uprooting. Kan when it's already, uh, the seeds are not there maybe both are in the summer if you have shoes on they're smooth and they won't uproot the grass if you're walking with your bare feet your toes will uproot the grass maybe both cases are with shoes if you have sharp nails coming out of the shoes it's asur because the same reason maybe both are when you have sharp uh, things coming out of your shoes it depends off the grass has tails coming off of it that you'll uproot. But all of this is mut. We rule like which is all of these situations are mutar. We just ignore the bright that says, Asur, you can walk on grass because your intent, of course, is not to uproot it and it's certainly not a psik ratio. Now this is only here because it's a quote of Ravasi that we started with, and also it's going to play on the same pasuk that we used. A man is not allowed to force his wife to have relations. And Raglaim, as Rashi points out here is a euphemism for uh, erva. So he's kind of pushing it. If you do such a thing you'll have kids who are not good kids. Ichav archinam mikra. What's the pasuk? And that same pasuk says, "Gam below daat nefesh lo Meaning, "lo daat" here doesn't mean no knowledge, but rather without consent. So you'll have a bad person. Tamiyachi gam below daat nefesh lo tov zekofei shloed vamitzvah v'atzvah glayim chutet. The second half of the pasuk is, "Zeh hambo is if he has relations, and then again, that's a trick to make uh, male children is have sex and have again. So, yeah, if she agrees, that's fine. But if she doesn't agree, then it's inappropriate. And maybe Rabbi If a woman tells her husband, I want to have relations with you, Havun Labarim Shafid with the Rosh Mosheukhan Shall have kids better than anybody who was around, even in the generation in the desert. How do we know that? Deal with the Rosh Moshektiv. What did the people what did Moshe ask them for when they when he needed judges? Havullah Khamanashim Khamim Unvonim. Give me men who are wise and discerning, Vyuduin the Shiftechem. Uhtib, he said, What did I take? I took wise men but he didn't find discerning men, which means discerning was something that they didn't have there. But on the other hand, Leah comes up to Yaakov and says explicitly, you're going to have relations with me tonight. I I hired you with the Mandrakes. That Yisachar is presented as the Wise, deserting students of Torah. And Yisachar, of course, himself is the result of that, not of that night, <coughs> but of that relationship between Leia and Yaakov, and the names Yisachar comes from Sachor's Charticha. Really? Is it such a good thing? Aini. <speaking> Aini, vamra, vitzchah, bravdimi. <Hebrew> Eser kloat, nikalah, chavah. If you look at the Pasuk, where God curses Khava, there's ten curses in there. What's our ba, ba? shnei, tipei damim. These are the types of blood she has. Ahat right? damnida, ahat dam betulim. Dam betulim and damnida. Itzvonech, I will treat your itzavon. Zetzar Gidobanim, that's raising kids. Heronech, your pregnancy. Zetzar Haibur, that's the pain of pregnancy. Betzav Tildivanin, K'mashmo. That's actually childbirth. So four so far. Sheik, Shukatech, you're going to have your desire for your husband. She longs for her husband when he goes away. He will rule over you, meaning, a woman wants her husband in her heart. The man says it. That's something good about women. So, why is it that he's saying if somebody, uh, a woman, uh, says to her husband, I want to have relations, that's a good thing. And you have great kids. It doesn't mean she actually says it, but she seduces him. She uh, does things to make it very clear that she's interested. Now Hani by the way, we only counted seven curses the words that the uh that the other curses are um, <coughs> that a woman, just like a mortar always keeps his head covered, so a woman is embarrassed to walk outside without her hair covered. Munudemi uh, meaning meaning that she can't really have any connection with any other man once she's married, and uh she stays at home. So th- those are the curses that she has. How to read it? Uh, I'm sure there's lots of discussion about this. Not for here. My um, munudemi kol What does that mean? She can't have yichud. So a man also can't have yichud with somebody else. She can't marry two men. A man can marry two wives. So another three curses, which is that she has lots of hair, like Lilith, evidently. Uh, she uh, urinates sitting down like an animal, and she becomes her husband's pillow, as a word means she's on the bottom during relations. And the other one didn't count them because those are actually good things for her. God will teach us from the animals and from the birds. Teach us from the animals. That's from the mule that leans down and urinates. So it's Mortsanua. What's the bird we learn from? The rooster who first appeases the head and then has relations. If the Torah had been given, we would learn certain Midot from animals. We learn modesty from a cat gazel minimala we learn about not stealing from ants, and of uh, fidelity from the dove that doesn't stray from its partner. and Proper sexual ethics and uh, comportment from a rooster. As we said, what does he do? So interesting thing. What does the rooster say to the hands of, I'll buy you something that will go all the way down to your feet, the garment. And then he says, and Then at the end, afterwards, he says, You can cut my cob uh, off if I have money and I don't buy it for you. Of course, he doesn't have money, so that sort of gets him out of the deal. In any case, we'll pause here, we'll pick it up with the next Mishta on Dafku from and in the meantime, it should have a wonderful day.